what was the itch that prompted you to start Oxwhite? Why, why textile? Why, why? I mean, you understood probably fashion watches, but what, what were the pivoting moments that led you to Oxwhite, if I were to say this? I think, I think it's for my son. I really want to start a business. Uh, I wow. was in my blood. Uh, okay. But then, I got given opportunity one day, you know, my son was two back then. I, okay. I, I bought him a velocycle. Uh, it's two-wheeler. Okay. Without the pedal, I saw the quite low, the, the Westerner people, they, 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 their son, two, three years old, know how to use a two-wheeler okay. um, to ride the bike. And then I bought it back and then I let my son try. So, ngam ngam, he tried, he fell down so many times okay. and he wanted to give up. <clears throat> so I was sitting in the sofa just like this in front of you, it's just okay. the TV. And then I shot at him and said, Jiao, uh -huh. you know, don't give up, try uh -huh. your best. Uh -huh. and, then, and then the TV kind of reflect back to me, it's me as a father, is I have not tried my best. I'm just <laughs> yeah. being a complacent and, 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 and living day-to-day -day life mm. without passions. Mm. So I said, screw it. So next day, uh, yes. I decided to resign without what to do. Uh, uh, so you didn't have the idea of what's also here. Wow. So, so Before we begin the podcast, have you gotten your free ebook? It's called the Build a Six-Figure Portfolio Guidebook. Now, inside it, we share with you the tips and tricks to bring your stock investing skills to the next level. The best part, it's only 10 pages long and it's totally free. Whether you're on Spotify or YouTube, the link to download is in the description or you can go to www.firl.co slash f-r-e-e or www.firl.co slash free. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of our Firewall Podcast. Best place for long-term stock investors and also entrepreneurs in this sense because today we actually have a very special guest, MJ. Um, too bad you're not wearing the shirt though. But should have. Should have, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite a color, color contrast, black and white. Yes, so yeah. today we're going to interview, um, I know most of you may not have heard of his name, but I'm pretty sure you heard of his brand called Oxwhite. So CK, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Thank you, MJ. Yeah. Pleasure Thank, you. Thank you for inviting. Yo, no. Um, it, the pleasure is all ours. Um, if you don't know who CK is, and if you want to find out about, uh, I think for the lack of a better word, the audacity of his marketing, uh, I would recommend that you guys look for a video where he actually tagged Tony Fernandez <laughs> and to explain the brand. And he actually got Tony to actually strip to change the shirt <laughs> on the video. I don't know whether it's still public or not, CK. Is it still? Yeah, um, yeah I think it's his Facebook. Uh, yeah, IG account. Uh, his IG account. His okay. IG account. Yeah. So uh, some context to the listeners. Uh, for those of you who may not have heard of the brand, uh, Oxwhite is somewhat of a direct to you kind of marketing for apparel and i'll let ck do yes, more explanation yes, yes. later but the insights that we're trying to uh, tease from him as an entrepreneur is to understand the textile industry uh, to probably also understand how the economics of it work what were the challenges that he faced um, what was the status quo in the industry before you changed quite a bit of this and more importantly um, 
as an entrepreneur, what were the challenges you face and how you overcome it and where do you want Oxford to be in the future? Sure. Yeah. So maybe CK, we start off a little bit from your background and um, mm. your hometown, where were you educated? <laughs> how, how were you like when you were seven? Yeah, when I was seven. Like, how was it like? Was it chickens running around? Or yeah. <laughs> really, that's, right? That's is it. Yeah. Uh, John, like you grew up in Kuching, right? That's right. Yeah, I grew up in a, in a small village called Titi. Okay. Uh, in the district of Jelebu Negris in Milan. Mm. So I think it's a town population about 5,000 people. Wow. Okay. So uh, to give a perspective, I was, uh, you know, educated for primary, uh, kindergarten, primary and secondary school. Uh-huh. Uh, till I graduated in secondary school, there's no traffic lights, no 7 Eleven. Wow. Uh, shop all closed at 10. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I truly was a kampong boy. Okay. Uh, I never had baguette until I aged 21 years old. Wow. Yeah. So uh, uh, through a kampong boy, but that gave me a, a sense of uh, discovery, mm-hmm. a sense of confidence uh, okay. because a lot of small roads or even trunk road in kampong. Uh, I had I have uh, walk path or cycle path wow. before, mm. so I re- always have the sense of venture myself to try new things and go new places. So okay. I think that uh, indirectly, uh, you know, give me the the the, the courage to to start Oxide. I see, mm. I see. So <clears throat> from from Titi, what happened after that? Well, from Titi, uh, you know, it's a small village, so. Mm. My my high school my my uh, menengah, mm-hmm. uh, middle school until form five, so to pursue form six I need to go to a bigger town in Seremban. Mm. So there I pursued my STPM, mm-hmm. uh, just like everybody else. Uh, uh, but then I wasn't enjoying my 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 school days. I see. Uh, really stressed out about okay. uh, double MATs and, <laughs> and physics and chemistry. Um, so I went to public pool to learn swimming ah. because. Uh, while I was in Kampong, the only place I learned to swim was the river. Okay. But it's about knee high. I see. So no way you can learn swimming <laughs> okay. on the knee high. Okay. <clears throat> so then I, I was there like, in the public swimming pool every day. So mm. I met a friend mm-hmm. uh, there. Uh, he returned from Canada. Okay. And then he just, we started a casual conversation. He said, Why are you always here? I said, ah. Yeah, I, I really get bored of school. And I really don't like where I'm going because I have friends already entered university then. I see. He told me, you know, um, in year one, usually whatever professor, you know, tell you, you just listen. You don't question. Okay. You don't object. So then I, I say, I don't enjoy this kind of com- uh, education. Mm, mm. And I say, why don't you go to Canada? Mm, mm. So then I say, how? And mm. then he, you know, he said, why don't you ask from the Canadian embassy? So the, the very next day, I... I, the same night I booked a, I bought a, a KL map mm-hmm. uh, in a popular bookstore. Okay. I still remember. And then I uh, used that map and then I ride my bike to KL. I skipped school one day uh-huh. uh, to Canadian Embassy to ask, you know, how do I pursue my 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 tertiary education. So this is 1990s, I guess. 1990s. I think it's uh, two, Year 2000, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, I enrolled in UNC in 2001 okay. in Canada. So there I was, then um, I asked all the questions. And then, yeah, it's quite rare at the time, uh, you know, uh, as an independent student mm. applying uh, through, through uh, direct channel. I see. Because um, if, you, if someone from KL, 
you, know, you have a lot of I would say consultant company mm, correct, that, correct, or correct, training correct. program. So yeah. I I wasn't aware of that. So, I see. So I enrolled uh, yeah direct to to a Canadian university. I see. Uh, with my STPM result. I see. Was it was um. Did you consider other countries or was it because of Canada? No, yeah. just just you told me it's the best place. <laughs> Bilingual, uh, it's safe. Uh-huh. Uh, it's so far away from Malaysia, so you don't always come back home. Okay. Uh, not many Asian in in the city of Ottawa that okay. he recommended. Ottawa, yeah. Yeah. So so these are the few key points. With that I, that attracted you that there yeah. were a few Asians. Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Because he told me that's the way you can really pick up English. Ah. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay. If, if I would study in let's say. Melbourne or London, you will tend to hang out with Asians. That's correct. Very true. Correct. Yeah. Very true. So so he said Ottawa is is a is a middle of nowhere. It's so far away. <laughs> yeah. It's like twenty two hours just to fly back fly. to Malaysia. Yeah. So you won't come back here so often. <laughs> Why was English something that was very important to you back then? It's something I need to learn. Uh, I I don't get a hold of that. I see. Until I enroll in university. No 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 kidding. I see. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So, so even so, even with STPM and all that, you you felt that your command of the language was still not weak. Good. I see. Yeah, only one word is weak. Uh, okay. Uh, I I still remember vividly. Uh, I I enroll in in the school, and then I enroll in a hostel. Okay. Right. The 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 boarding. So um, I try to listen to CNN news. I don't know a words what they are talking. Wow. Oh. So it was tough. So, I see. Yeah. Okay. And um. Was there any problem financing your education, or was like your parents like, oh, okay, no problem? Was it quite uh, a challenge, okay. uh, John? Yeah, uh, because my parents save up uh, fifty thousand ringgit um, from for me for my uh, college education or university, okay. and that with that fifty thousand still have enough budget, yeah, included for a secondhand proton saga for me to get to and from from whenever I want to study. Ah, yeah. So then. I told you them, mean you the Proton Saga in Ottawa? No, no, here, here. Oh, here. Here, here. <laughs> so, so, so they, in Ottawa would be quite funny, right? 50,000, like, let's say 30,000 college, mm. like 15K for a car, still, yeah. still enough la, I see. for me to get to school and, and, and uh, living expenses. So, uh, but then Canada budget was really out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year is 50,000. So, okay. um, I asked my mom, give all you have. Mm-hmm. I will figure out the second and third year and the fourth year. So, I when I was in Canada, that's when I... I started to work part time uh, in in cafeteria, mm-hmm. uh, making omelette eggs uh, ah. for university students, making six dollars and seventy five cent an hour. Wow! And then uh, get a better job um, as attendance services to take care of students with uh, disabilities. Mm. And there I was paid sixteen bucks an hour. Mm. Still not enough to save enough for education and tuition fees. Oh, no, tuition and living expenses mm-hmm. that that needs about. Uh, twenty thousand dollars a year, Canadian dollars a year. Canadian dollars, yeah. I I barely save about ten ten thousand a year, mm-hmm. so not enough. So mm. then I started to start a bookstore. Mm. Uh, Tell us more about this. I, yeah, I I've yeah. heard it, but I want <laughs> yeah. the audience to yeah, hear this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I started a a bookstore in in year two mm-hmm. uh, in my university. It's a four years degree course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked a Canadian partner for idea mm-hmm. to start a business. Uh, and then over the summer, they told me, why don't you start a bookstore? Because um, university textbooks are very expensive, mm-hmm. even used textbooks. And uh, every time you finish a term, but for you to sell a textbook is very difficult, mm. right? You have to keep it for the next term 
and then you need to put poster around the campus, have people to call you, leave your voicemail, and then arrange a time and place to meet up. Mm. Troublesome. Mm. So that was a pain point to 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 seller and buyer. Okay. So a friend recommended a consignment bookstore whereby I open a physical space. Okay. Uh, students, uh, when they're done with their courses. They can brought over their books. They tell us how much they want to sell. Okay. And then whenever the book sold, we take 20% commission cut. Ah. So that was the business model. And then very well received. Okay. Then with that, we sell used and new books. I uh, see. Because some books are in the new edition. We don't have a used edition. So we became very popular. And that bookstore kind of financed my education wow. for, for year three, year <laughs> four. Yeah. So consignment in the sense that if a student wants to sell the books, you will not pay them cash up front, right? No, until the book show. I see. But then back then, we have already computerized the system whereby uh, a student brought in the books. Uh, we will ask them, you know, uh, what course is that for? Because usually they brought them in right after the courses, ah. not the next term. They will forget then. I see. And then, and then the system will link up to the Amazon back then. They know how much is new and then we will suggest them how much is uh, secondhand. Wow. And then we will print a unique barcode, stick on the books uh, with the price that they want to sell mm. and the cost is for. So as soon as someone bought the book, uh, the system will auto-detect mm -hmm. and then send an email to, let's say you buy the books, uh, mm. you sell the books. Mm. Hi John, your book is sold uh, for this much, uh, no bargain. Mm. And then you will get a, a notification and then you can come the very the night. Channel the very second to collect the chat and it's auto printed so wow. no need to sign so, so how, how much i mean sounds very in a way this was the i'm guessing early 2000s right 2001 uh, 2001 2002 2002 2003 2004 okay so yeah okay and and you had a partner to help you set up all i have this? i have two canadian partners yes. i see yeah, i yeah. see i see okay Did, was it difficult to actually start a business as a non-canadian there actually i i think it's difficult okay but uh we didn't know what was a challenge because the law then was only said you cannot work outside the campus. They ah. never said a law that mm. you cannot start a business. So I went to student council service. Uh, they couldn't get advice. So I did quietly. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, I always have to worry being deported at any time. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. What was your initial impression of Canadians and Canada? Because you come from Nagui Sambilan. Canada is a whole new world. I mean, it's a very big place, yeah. right? Pretty no, cold. Very cold, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your initial impressions? People, they are very friendly because Canada as a, as a country, as a whole, they are immigration country. So people mm. come from all sorts of places. It's, it's, you don't only have Chinatown, you have uh, Little Italy, Little France, ah. uh, Greek festival. So within every city, there are small minority of of different ethnics or different countries origin. Okay. So they celebrate the uniqueness. I see. Yes, yes, yes. I see. Yes, yes, okay, yes. good. So, so I, I felt okay. I, I didn't mm. feel like I'm, I'm the strangers. There was uh, no much racism or anything there. Yeah, and then we don't have like different like in the US whereby if you choose a wrong university, you were like middle of nowhere or with a lot of black people uh, or for something like that. Right? I see. In Canada, it's, we have black people, but I think they are uh, different. I see. I, I, can, I can feel, yeah. Great, great. Mm. So what what happened? Did you did you did you sell off that business when you came? Yeah, back? I I graduated in two thousand and six. So I worked you know two thousand and five. I I worked for my own company. Mm. Uh, my company applied for my own visa for two years. <laughs> uh, then I was told like you know that time, uh, things are happening in Asia. Mm. Uh, I watched TV show, uh, and saw they follow you know a Canadian that don't even speak a word of Mandarin. 
don't use chopstick, don't eat rice, uh, go to Hong Kong uh, and China for sourcing fair and became mm. millionaire mm. Uh, by proposing products to Walmart mm. or the place that they have one, another big one called Canadian Tires. They, mm. you know, I said, hey, I can do that. You know, I, mm. <laughs> I, I know how to speak Mandarin. Uh, I, I eat rice, I use chopsticks. Mm. I think I can do better job than them and mm. I know the culture, right? Mm. So that's, that's, that's the take and then I, I decide to so tell my partner, look, no, I have enough of this. Why not you take over? And then I, I bought a one-way ticket back to Malaysia. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay. And okay. what were you studying actually? I forgot to ask. Yeah. Uh, marketing. Okay, uh, marketing. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Because the only, only courses that doesn't require to do a thesis. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I really bad at uh, uh, writing. But nice. for sure, your communication and your English massively improve, right? Improve, of the degree. Yeah. Communication, okay. But in terms of writing until today, I still have a lot of grammar error. I see. Right. Don't worry, that's Grammarly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to tease out this story that I just, just triggered my memory. How do you do marketing in class? Remember there was a rule, you know, we had this, that, that, that luncheon. And then I remember CK, you were telling us that you have a rule that you cannot advertise in a class and, and you did something very unique. Can you, can you share with the audience yeah, what you do yeah. for that? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like uh, those I know, um, because we are running a bookstore against uh, uh, a corporation which yeah. is run by an American company, the uh -huh. bookstore. So the university uh, had a policy that that we cannot advertise like uh, outside la. bookstore openly in, in, in the campus. So then there's no way for me to reach out to the student because the bookstore I open is really outside the campus. I see. And I really put all in. Okay. Right. If I don't make it this semester, then next Everywhere semester home. I need to, I'm going home. Yeah. Right. So I was thinking, what is the way to, to do this shout out? So yeah. uh, I realized that inside the class, um, especially first class, uh, every professor go through the syllabus, uh, you know, what, what is the subject matter, you know, how they're going to conduct the courses, and then they will touch what books they use. Then right. usually right. after the course, every, every student run to the bookstore and buy the books. Mm, 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 okay. Mm. So there I was, and, and I figured out why not I take a chance and I would, every time a professor go through a course, uh, in the first, first class, I would raise my hand and I would sit far behind. I would say, Professor, you know, I'm, I got my books cheaper at my, my bookstore, Haven <laughs> uh -huh. Books. And then everybody turned back and looked at me. And uh -huh. then I saw some lineups right after the, the thing. Uh -huh. And then sometime uh, the, 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 the writing board, you can roll up one, yeah, like yeah, yeah, three yeah. or four story high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there I'll write the book, so phone number and contact, and I roll up to the very top because sometimes professor is very lazy to roll down, <laughs> erase that. So I will have the contact there and I will do marketing behind. So double effect, our, our phone is ringing and then people start to line up. <laughs> wow. Then I start employ students uh, within the next day. Uh -huh. Why not you go to this class, this class. So every class I pay five bucks. They wow. just in for like 15 minutes. Being enormous, and then so I, I create part time job also at that time. This, this <laughs> for is students. gorilla marketing and its best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Were you reprimanded at any time? No, no. no. Yeah, because it's I, too too random. <laughs> <laughs> How they can because you in the it's act. only in first class every mm. semester. So mm. so. So you had to look at the timetable and to see which part of which yes. class. And, yes. and then once you start, then work goes out, then you don't need to do anymore because everyone started talking about it. Yes, anyway, right? yes, 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 yeah. yes. Wow, very noted. So, okay. So you, from there, uh, I'm pretty sure you, you learned a lot, experienced a lot in Canada. Then you came back to Malaysia. So what was it like? What, what, what did you do when you came back to Malaysia? Uh, when I came back, uh, 
with the intention to open a cafe actually. Oh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back then in Canada, there's this uh, coffee chain store called Tim Hortons. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's like a donut chain. Do- or something. Donut, yeah. uh, but they're more specialty in, in uh, bagel. Uh, bagels. Bagels, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, bagels, coffee, and sandwiches. So I, it, it's the same population in Malaysia like Canada, right? Almost uh-huh. 30 million, but yeah. they have over like, that back then over 1,000 of these the chain stores. Everywhere you mm. you can't miss this chain store, right? Okay. Even my 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 UC campus has three, four of these kiosks. Wow. So I was like, wow, I like what I'm seeing and it's affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I, I took photo of all the machine they use, you know. Even I have friends that work inside, ask for recipe, you know. And <laughs> that was my real intention. First thing first came back and, and to to have a cafe. Okay. Uh, then I came back and consult my uncle. He yeah. was well known in retail. Okay. And then, you know, of course me being away from Malaysia for so long and came from from Kampong straight away to Canada, don't know much happening in KL. Okay. So then he started asking me questions like, you know how much rental you need to pay, your overhead, your renovation, all this. And I don't have question all those, right? Yeah. And then I kind of lost confidence in myself. I see. I, I think, yeah, it, it might not work, you know? Uh, because the costs are so high. Yeah. So, so with the money I save up for open a cafe, and then I I start investing in some properties. I see. Uh, that the time was booming, like in mm-hmm. two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Mm. Property price is still low. Yeah. Uh, and then I I start working for my uncle mm. <laughs> instead. So, uh, start working for him for ten years. What was he? What what industry was he in? Uh, in timepiece. Time oh, time. Timepiece, time uh, fashion I, watches. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, I he, see. He's a. Uh, 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 leading distributor like, for I fashion see. brand in Malaysia I see. and in this region. I see. And um, when you st- after you didn't apply for a job or anything, right? It was you wanted that Tim Horton in a way that Tim Hortons franchise. Coffee, yeah. You got back, got discouraged, and then you found that hey, since my uncle knows so much about this, might as well. Yeah. Was that a reason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then and then it's a way to help him as well. Ah. Uh, and learn, learn something new. He was looking for people like, at that point also. Like. I don't think so. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and during your time at time, um, what what were the insights that you probably saw that your uncle had or the business and how to do business in Malaysia? Was there any particular insights you remember from you know? I think for one thing, I recall um, that time uh, in t- fashion timepiece uh, is is a very competitive. Uh, space to be in. Okay. Uh, customers are very brand conscious. Okay. But then uh, to do business in this category is very high cost. Oh. Often, um, you know, you would spend so much money, resources to brought in a, a foreign brand to Malaysia as a main distributor. Okay. But then they only guarantee uh, exclusive right for one to two years, depending how you perform. Mm. Then if you don't perform well, you will lose it to another company wow. and then you need to fight another more. Wow. So, that, that that was the one thing on ongoing battle because I see. it takes years to build a brand. Yeah, understand, right? Uh, it's not overnight success. By the time you have some traction, somebody said they have better plan for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and that uncertainty, uh, what I see in uncertainty, mm. uh, also certainly cost consumers. I see one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. They need to factor the margin just in case. Two years later, they lose, they lose the distribution ship. What's going to happen to my stock? I yeah. still able to have to sell, resell them mm. and still to get back my capital. So uh, a lot of inefficiency uh, I see in this trade process. Mm-hmm. right? Because watch quality 
and 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 workmanship has been predetermined at the time of manufacturing. Okay. Uh, only the brand make the value. Uh, distribution channel where customer can purchase them. Mm. So uh, one thing I really learned from my 10 years thing with my uncle company uh, was that um, uh, quality things are not expensive to make, mm. uh, but they are expensive to sell. Wow! Uh, I think uh, I, I can generally apply that to a, a lot of a lot of uh, trades uh, that that require. Uh, uh, exclusive distribution, I see. then then exclusive uh, point of sales in different mall is very high cost, John. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So no, that's, that's an interesting insight because it is always marketed. You know, especially like watches. I'm 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 not so much a watch connoisseur, but I like uh, because I like the like a Patek Philippe, mm. right? You listen to their stories. They they write out about how many moving parts and then. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the tubilons and all that, right? I'm like, I'm very impressed with the engineering side. And I've always had this impression, the reason why they're expensive was because of the engineering. Now, you you just said made a <laughs> statement to me that kind of like puts a little bit of a dent into that, 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 mind, uh, that mindset in the sense that even though quality, yes, the cost is higher, but it's even more expensive to market that. Yeah, like you see, one of the way that Tesla able to sell the car more affordable way yeah. is to cutting... The used car lot, mm. right? No, sorry, not the, the the dealer lot. They don't they don't have a, yes, a yes. lot with few acres of land Correct. with hundreds of cars that park there and waiting customer to buy. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. So so, uh, they managed to reinvent uh, a lot of processes that that's eventually pass on the savings to consumers. I see. Yes, I yes. see. Yeah. I see. It's like like what you mentioned that that's a fine watchmaking. Correct. But that is very different from like what I'm dealing with is a fashion watch, which is in between like. 200 ringgit to 1,500 ah, ringgit. Ah, okay, yes. okay, okay. So it's a bit different from the Pateks and the yes, Hublots yeah. and all that. Yeah. Because that is exclusivity, scarcity, ah, and, and, and craftsmanship. I see, I see. So you're, what you're referring to is probably Genetic. anywhere in between the uh, swatches to probably the Tissos. Yeah, okay? yeah. That, that, that yeah. kind of range. General like. masses watches. Like. I see, I see. Nothing nothing above 3,000, you would say. Yeah, like. yeah. Like what you wear today is a smartwatch. Yeah. Right, can track a lot of things. How much do you pay for it? Five. This is about five hundred something. Yeah, back then, uh, uh, throw back five seven years ago, five hundred. What you can, what you can get. Not much. Uh. <laughs> Not much, Josh. Not much. You know. Yeah. 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 So today you get much better functions. Uh, I couldn't believe the price, you know, when I got it, yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe. Okay, I mean smartwatches. I wouldn't pay for me lah anything more than thousand thousand five. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Unless it's a timepiece like maybe a, a ball or mm. a or a Rolex or something. Yes, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Like today, if you don't don't want to go this high end, yeah. you can have something like Xiaomi or oh, yeah. later for yeah. hundred over ringgit. For hundred over ringgit. So yeah. that that's why it get very popular. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. So, a lot of the things that you learn uh, when mm. you were there, be, besides this, in terms of the marketing aspect. Were there other operational inefficiencies that you saw within that business? And also what do you learn from your uncle? Yeah, what do you learn? Am I right to say that he's a bit like a mentor or like yeah. a, he basically mm. helped you lubricate the process of being an entrepreneur in Malaysia? Yes, I, I would say so. Yeah, very much. Because okay. doing business in Canada and doing business here is different. Oh, mm. yeah. uh, uh, his teaching was like being humble. 
mm. and be nice to people. Okay. And, and that uh, re- resonate with me. Okay. Uh, and that also helped me to to connect with suppliers. I see. Because they are much older my age. Mm. They are. How 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 young were you then? Twenty seven, twenty eight, my guess. When, when you started working for your uncle. Uh, 28. 28. Yeah, 28. Yeah. yeah. Until 10 years, 37. 37. 37. Yeah. Then I decided to, to, to start my own. Actually, almost the same age when I started viral with him. No, yeah. slightly older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what were the other things besides being humble, being... Um, I, I would say uh, the way to... to The good value, uh, mm. providing um, uh, quality. Okay. Um, uh, the company I, I used to work for my uncle, they uh, always quality come first. Okay. Yeah. So insist on quality. I see. So when when I started uh, the brand, so quality always is main core. Okay. And my uncle was very good at marketing. I like see. Guerrilla marketing, branding. So so I wasn't hesitant to spend if it's everything's for the brand. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So, but his generation was to to promote brands uh, that he. He get distribution off. Okay, that's like outside standpoint is we create a brand. We mm. how we shout out our brand. Yeah, in a way you create the own product, you own the product rather than in marketing for an OEM In a way. Yes, yes. So in the early days, uh, we always discussed the different ways to to promote mm. uh, the brand because mm-hmm. uh, he would have different different point of view or interesting point of view. I would try to listen and adapt mm. from time to time. I see. I see. So, what was the each that prompted you to start Oxwhite? Why, why textile? Why, why? I mean, you understood probably fashion watches, mm. but what, what were the pivoting moments that led you to Oxwhite, if I were to say this? I think, I think it's for my son. I really want to start a business. Uh, wow. I was in my blood. Uh, okay. But then, I got given an opportunity one day, you know, my son was two back then. I, okay. I, I bought him a Velocycle. Uh, it's two wheeler okay. and without the pedal. I saw the quite low the, the Westerner people. They 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 their son two three years old know how to use a two wheeler. Okay. Um, to ride the bike, and then I bought it back and then I let my son try. So ngam ngam, he tried. He fell down so many times. Okay. And he want to give up. <clears throat> so I was sitting in the sofa just like this in front of you, just okay. the TV, and then I shout at him and say, Jiao, uh-huh. you know, don't give up. Try okay. your best. Uh-huh. And then, and then the TV kind of reflect back to me. It's me as a father. Is I have not tried my best. I'm just <laughs> yeah. being a complacent and 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 and, and living day to day life mm. without passions. Mm. So I say screw it. So <laughs> next day, uh, yes. I decide to resign without what to do. Uh. Uh, so you didn't have the idea of what's also wow. No. So so then then I, I started meeting friends because my circle back then was quite small. I see. Uh, just people from friends from 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 time industry. Yeah. Then I start to go out people with with, with different industry, but uh, including e-commerce. Okay. And then uh, there I met my one of my friends called and also today uh, one of my shareholder. Uh-huh. Uh His name is Vince Tan. So he oh, give yeah. me. He gave me the idea of, of, of why not you start a you know apparel company uh, selling just white shirt. Mm. So with the idea, I took it and then I flew over the world uh, to to London, the US, to to part of Asia to 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 study the market of a white shirt, mm. a formal white shirt. Okay. And then I kind of realized that hey, I might have a niche because the Western brand are built for Western physique. Mm. So and the price point are high. Local brand, uh, they are. Affordable, but then it wasn't made for, uh, for international standard in terms of quality and workmanship. So, 
if I can have a brand that make for Asian people, uh, make them look good, you know, and at the price they can afford, I think I could have a market mm. because through my survey of about uh, 10,000 people, uh, uh, generally people have the pain point. They would bought a Western brand, they always have to alter the shirt. If not, it's always over sleeve long or, uh, or shirt long. Or yeah. this one didn't, yeah. didn't match or whatever. And, and, and when you were doing this in a way, market study, when you were flying to London and whatsoever, what other things that you discover was a big disconnect? Like, I, I, there's so many questions I want to ask. And how do you conduct? The yeah, survey? yeah. How so do you ten thousand people? Ten thousand right? people. Yeah, through through online survey, mm -hmm. and then uh, we run the Facebook ads to get survey and feedback. I see. I yes, see. Yes, yes, yes. What What do you use to incentivize them to give you that feedback? Uh, that time, no. We just we just ask uh, because back then, people are very active on Facebook uh, ah. in 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, all the time, people are on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Facebook ads was cheap back then, mm. and then and then we able to collect the data. I see. Yes, and yes. then and then once we have that, we tell them we have a dream to do this. Okay. And then with that, uh, we able to kickstart the launch of Oxway. I see. Uh -oh. mm. So I I want to peel a little bit more on your London and all that kind of trip. Uh, just to unpack what you said. You said you said we have international brands that do not have cutting and physique for the Asians. But very high standards. Yeah. At the same time, you have local brands, and so I'm assuming. I, I know maybe we shouldn't compare, but brands like Padini's and that time no Uniqlo, I think 2007. Half, 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 but yeah. not as big as where it is today, yes. right? That did not have that kind of quality or the standards of their shirt. So, you know, um, we've had probably this chat, and I want the audience to 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 get in a glimpse of this. So, what makes a shirt different in terms of quality? So give me give me the top of the line, maybe a Calvin Klein or a Hugo Boss as compared to something like a Padini. I think material too. The, okay. the, the, the raw material, the cotton has to be good cotton. Okay. So yeah. how would you know? Is it what based on what are the metrics? Or where is it from? Or? Yeah. Where is it uh, sourced? Where is it from? Like yeah. for Oxford, we what you use was the Suprema cotton from the US. Okay. So it's a long, stable cotton. So okay. So the shirt looks neat all the time, ah. an easy iron. Okay. Uh, as compared, if we have a short fiber cotton, ah, uh, then then you will have like you know. Where is the cotton actually bred in a way? Is in the uh, US for us? We use the US grade uh, okay. cotton, so okay. to ensure the quality, because Suprema cotton back then was the benchmark of ah. of a, a fine premium cotton. Of course, we have uh, Indian cotton, Egyptian cotton. Uh, they are good, but they are they are more in the fine shirt tailoring, not for masses production. Oh, so they use in fine shirt tailoring. So Suprema cotton was more for the mass, masses, but more upscale kind of. Yes, that one. yes. Of course, you have fabric from different mill or small mill, but they are those are not made for uh, factory settings. I they see. Are, they are more for tailoring. I see. I see. And who were the benchmarks of the best shirts in, when you surveyed? <laughs> the time actually. Uh, to my to my days, I was walking uh, walking around and surveying London. Uh. Uh, Hugo Boss uh, non iron shirt okay. uh, back then was really popular with, with younger generation. Okay, uh, always sell out. Uh, good price. Uh, I think if not mistaken, it retail close to one hundred pounds. Wow, uh, so six hundred. <clears> but Mark and Spencer, you can pay fifteen pounds, you can get a shirt. Oh. but then then for for that grade is hundred pounds. But then people are buying it because it's, it's, it's really looks decent mm. uh, and looks good on you. Uh, and then I just copy the same. I see. Uh, I make the same grade of, of, of the material. Uh, 
same grade of workmanship. Okay. So if I were to break it down a little bit more, let's just say a Hugo Boss of a hundred pounds. Okay. How much of it is raw material cost? Uh, it doesn't need to be precise, but probably a percentage. How much mm. is raw material cost? How much of it is distribution cost, marketing cost, overheads cost? For Hugo Boss? Yeah. Um, I think raw material per, per se, like, from my perspective, is uh -huh. about 15 to 20%. 15, 20%. Yes, okay. yes. The, the rest is... The distribution, marketing, everything. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes, yes. So because being, imagine for a big brand like this, they, they pay very expensive rental yeah. in all the top more destinations in the world. Yeah. And every country, they sometimes have to appoint distributor. Mm, mm, and mm. be a distributor, you don't make 10% profit margin. Mm. You, you make much more than that. You mm -hmm. need to have at least 40, sometimes 50% margin so that you can cover the rental I see. of the mall because <clears throat> they are, then you have uh, uh, out season, then you need to discount. 20%, 30%, some not 50%. So, mm. so uh, the, the, the price structure of it uh, very much is to distribution. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. And when you saw all that and you wanted to, when you built, started building Oxwhite, where was your advantage in a way you, you saw comparatively to these guys? I think I would direct to consumer business model. Okay. MJ. So uh, what it was is that uh, we sell direct from from factory, mm -hmm. and and then and then cut all the middlemen. Okay, <clears throat> we don't have retail point. Okay, and then customer can purchase direct. And at the time we all started, uh, we are on pre order model, even more lean. Mm. We don't make until customer purchase, but okay. we ask them to wait for three months for okay. it. So, so our model is really really lean and efficient. Understand, understand. So beyond the factory, the cost will be the. For to you will be pay, the transportation uh, transportation charges, warehouse charges, our office admins, mm, and, okay. and of course uh, logistic charges to, logistic to send charges. out. Yeah. Okay, but because <clears throat> of that, I mean, like going back to the Hugo Boss, 20, 15, 20 percent, eighty percent, right? Is this cost more compared to Hugo Boss because of volume, or is it roughly the same? Because I'm pretty sure Hugo Boss has a huge volume they can go for con. Of because course, yeah, for for us at the production. I think production uh, costs, I think they, they are much cheaper than us. Because of scale, right? Because of scale, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, material they buy in bulk, all the accessories like tag, packaging they buy in bulk. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. And then they are very well aware of, you know, um, the, the tax planning, you know, uh, production from which country, ship to ah. which country they sell to, to avoid taxes. Uh, or enjoy the, the duty-free taxes or lower tax rate. You guys don't don't get to do that. Uh, unless probably you become yeah. as big uh, yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, when you actually, um, I'm trying to recall the story that we, we sh uh, you shared with us also. When you tried to, after Vince convinced you to start this business, mm. um, who were the first few within your family members or close circle that you disclosed this to? And what was there any objection? Was there any skepticism? And how do you how do you actually overcome it? I family members per se. I I I didn't talk to anyone. Okay. Even my wife. Okay. Because, wow. um, until everything is is firm up and 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 get go because at the beginning there's a lot of uncertainty. Mm. <clears throat> we couldn't find the you no. Know, I had this idea to sell white shirt, but we couldn't locate the factory who can make for us. Okay. Because. Uh, later then I found out that the 
the world has less than five factories that can make this non-iron shirts. Wow. Wow. Where, where are they? Yeah, where are they? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, in Indonesia, well, one in Malaysia, but okay. closed down already. Okay. Uh, oh no. And then uh, some in China. Okay. So so. I wasn't aware of that at the oh. beginning. That's why I'm knocking few doors, went to few factory. They say I couldn't do this, but they didn't tell me why. Ah. Uh, until until someone recommended me to to the factory in Bandung. Okay. Um, and then and then I have also uncertainty in terms of who I partner with mm. because I do not have the e-commerce background background. So then I was lucky. I partnered with a friends from Figgear. Mm -hmm. uh, that that time they also started an online apparel company before mm. us and did mm. very well. Mm -hmm. So they agreed to came on board, become my support partners mm, mm. Uh, and take care of the launching side and, and, and the technical stuff. So I deal with suppliers, I deal with staffing, money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that partnership has worked well so far? La. So far, so good. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I remember there was a story where you told, was it probably the uncle that you worked with? And this was a question I posed to you, right? I said, if you had a mentor or whatever and you you wanted uh, uh, maybe business advice or entrepreneurship advice, who would you look up to? And you actually said something along, you have to trust yourself because that for me was the key takeaway during mm. our last meeting because how do you build that kind of self-confidence to be able to realize that, wow, there's so many objections, so many difficulties, and yet you had that gut feel to be able to say, it is something that, 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 could actually work like how, how do you develop that actually in a way i think the confidence i built <clears throat> during my uh, uh i would say the the five days or six day courses uh, with the tony robbins ah mm. yeah I, I went to one of the course in uh, uh it's called unleash uh upw unleash power between you oh uh, yeah like okay that. yes yeah in singapore okay so right before i started oxway and, and, and that give me the boost of confidence because it's true. Um, especially new things we do, we have lots of rejections. Yeah. And these are just to protect us. Yeah. And, and sometimes they don't know enough to know what they don't know, mm. but they just try to protect you. Mm -hmm. So I really I figured out that, you know, uh, how Tony Asia started, how Jack Ma started, how Jeff Bezos started, yeah. all this, they don't have idea what they're doing <laughs> yeah. anyway. So, so my wife just do it first and, 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 and pivot along the way. Understand. And that's my, my basic thinking. Understand. Yeah. And then I obviously I have saved enough money. Mm -hmm. Remember I came back, I I the money I I invested. The business, right? The I, I didn't invest in the coffee chain, I, I invested in property. So right before I started Oxfight, I I cash out some of the property so I have enough money for my family so they don't have to worry. So I give myself a year timeline. I see. Uh, in case it doesn't work, then we figure something else. Okay. But in case it works, then we can continue. So one year was enough in your in your perspective like, to yeah. figure things out. La. Yeah. And then um, because I, I was started age 38 at yeah. the time. So uh, so I know that, you know, when I look in so many partners, there are risks as well. So, yes. so I, I get real advice in terms of, you know, uh, layer a purple shareholder agreement, mm. uh, how the company is structured, uh, all this uh, mm. prior prior I started Oxfine. Okay. What is, uh, I mean, if you don't mind sharing, what, what would a good shareholder agreement look like to <laughs> yeah. you? I would say uh, at this stage would be exit strategy. Okay? Mm. Uh, that, that a lot of people are unaware of. Everybody in and thinking of make money. Uh, uh, and also, I would say, Beside the what's contained in shareholder agreement, 
is that uh, always find a partner that, that you can relate and count on to. Mm. Uh, they share value too. Like I, I don't simply make someone as my new partners. Uh, of course, I have a lot of opportunity over these three and a half years. A lot of people offer me a share, a free share or something to start the brand mm. and I have rejected all. Mm. Uh, I just mm. them, treat them as a friend because uh, for me uh, to work well with all these, my existing partners is I really spend time with them. Mm. Uh, uh, get to know them. I just don't value only their skill set, but mm -hmm. also their personality. Right. Mm. Uh, because sometimes we get into different opinion. It's based on because we have different value system. Yes. Right. Uh, to give or not to give, like you know, uh, is very subjective. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, but if we have a same value system, we kind of able to come to the same conclusion, or mm. we can compromise. Mm. But if it's not, it's really hard. Understand. So, so uh, that really, uh, my age at thirty-seven. Uh, one of the advantage is able to see <laughs> what's happening surrounding us and mm. able to use that lesson into my own partnership. I see. I see. What do you think was, um, I don't know whether if you're comfortable <laughs> sharing, what would, would have been the worst dispute and how do you guys solve it in, in that partnership? Was it was it a marketing campaign? Was it the direction of where it was going? And how so do you- far, mm. Oxford, Touch we are okay. Mm. Uh, my partners are okay. We each run differently. Mm -hmm. So uh, when my partner suggests certain things uh, within his authority, then he will, uh, I will let him to execute it. I see. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will voice out my, my, my concern mm -hmm. and I hope he can address that and then okay. I will let him run. I see. Yeah. I see. Uh, so like in terms of production, sometimes I would think this t-shirt looks great. I will come and produce it, but he cannot sell. Then of course, he will still respect my decision and, mm. and, and try to sell. <laughs> it's harder <laughs> yeah, to yeah. sell. It's harder to sell. But, but, but he, 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 he just chuck it in. And, and, and then. So, so kind of, if, mm. I, if I get this correctly, uh, you are mainly the, the head of the product development and all that. He yeah, is yeah. more of the marketing. And then how, how I, I'm just very curious. I'm probably, this is something that MJ and I probably should learn from you. Once a product is created, how long do you guys debate about debate about the marketability or the sellability of the product before you actually you know, launch it? We used to debate a lot, yeah. uh, like to every aspect, because in the early day, there's only how much money, so much money we yeah. have. Yeah. So if we put the money here, we need to wait until the product sell out, only we can have money for the second product. Ah. Then, then of course, after we raise funds, uh, and then uh, recently with support from the bank, mm. uh, the new strategy we apply was that to to launch more products and then we sell which one fit. Mm. And then with the fit one, we produce more. And those mm. that unfit one, we drop. I see. Yeah, because being online is very different. Mm. Uh, what sells in retail might not sell online. Mm. What we sell online might not sell in retail. Mm. Mm. Yes, this, this is the conclusion. So is, if, am I right to say that it's always a constant experimentation as well? Yes, never ending. Okay. So, so like the polity you and me yeah. wearing uh, was best seller back then. Uh, we cannot guarantee and now, but we cannot guarantee it will bestseller next year. I see. Yeah, because see. it could be a sudden change of consumer taste. We don't know. But, yeah. but so far it works well because it's work from home. Uh, people used to dress up formal. Now they dress semi-casual. Semi-casual, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. All this help. Understand, understand. And you know, we were having an interesting chat over lunch just now about how uh, people working from home today reduces the demand <laughs> of... Uh, uh, Button down shirts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that because I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've not bought any shirt for the past two, two and a half, I think. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have customers inquired, huh? but it's a too small volume because 
produce a dress shirt. Uh-huh. Uh, we are talking one, two container for each time we place order. Okay, so and what is one, two container? 100,000, uh, 200,000 pieces? Half a million to a million ringgit <laughs> Malaysia. And we could start that for a year or two. Mm. So it's, it's, it's too high cost for us. I see. Yeah, I think for, for, for Oxford for now, uh, I think uh, to maintain a very good cash flow mm-hmm. uh, is important. Understand. Uh, and uh, cash turnover. Yeah. So inventory turnover is, 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 is very important so that we make sure that we, we have money to to buy other products. Understand. And, yeah. Understand. So um, probably segue a little bit into your marketing aspect. And uh, you were very creative in the bookstore marketing when you were in Canada. Mm. Um, what you did, can, can you explain to the listeners or some of them who may not have seen that video of you? And So you actually, uh, I can't, I'm trying to recall the details. You actually on an Asia flight, I remember. Mm. And you, you wanted to catch Tony's attention. What do you do? Uh, can you explain that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, I... I asked my team. Uh, we are on the way to to Krabi actually okay. on a staff uh, team retreat. Okay. So I I book a hot roll seat and okay. I asked everybody to wait behind. Just give me one minute. So I asked quick row and row and then I says to Tony, I have a gift for you huh? and you my source for inspiration. Okay. And I want to give this to you personally. Okay. And then uh, I post that video. Uh, in my social media account, Facebook, and ask people to connect me to to Tony. Mm-hmm. So within hours, uh-huh. uh, Tony reached out back to me uh-huh. and said that yeah, let's catch up. And and <laughs> and and then I only realized uh, uh, at his position that back then uh, there are hundreds of people want to weekly yeah they want to see him right through connection and whatnot, but. By far, I'm, I'm, I was the craziest one. <laughs> they, they say, I have to see you. <laughs> yeah. He, he served himself in me. La. I mean, young and, and, and bold. Yes, yes, He's going through quite a tough patch right now. I mean, all yes, the best yes. to, to Tantri Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, still right to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so coming back to, to Oxwhite, um, if you were to... Uh, compare yourself to the big boys, let's say the Hugo Boss or the Kelvin Klein today, why do you think people will, what's the value proposition that Oxford has? Is it just purely the price and the quality? And then how do you build from there on? Do you build branding? As you said, it's, it's going to take a long time. So mm-hmm. is that is that in line with the plans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Basically, you know, sums up is, you know, we wish to build a, a lifestyle brand mm. that, that people love. Right. Okay. Um, I think uh, a lot of brands nowadays, um, uh, especially the masters brand, mm, mm, mm. they they lost the uh, the brand and customer connection. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and and then that has been been the core of Oxway. I see. Yeah. Uh, although you know we have so little products SKU, mm. but we we able to maintain a good relationship with customers. I see. And we tell them why we develop such product, mm. uh, what our value proposition is, uh, and also. Uh, a lot of storytelling in terms in terms of uh, product or company value and mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then we, we just want one dream in simple. You know, I, I wish that one day MJ have one thing is from Oxwhite. Mm. Everybody mm. has a chance to wear something from Oxwhite mm. mm. because we truly uh, from day one when I started, I really want to bring the best value uh, from our manufacturing ground around uh, our region. Mm-hmm. And to to benefit fact the people that who makes them, which is our people. Understand? Yeah, because a lot of international brand 
it could be made in Malaysia, you know, ship back to Europe and, and ship back in yeah. with absorbing price and you, people pay. Exactly. Right? exactly. Uh, for, of course, for the brand value. Yep. But for Oxwhite, uh, once we're able to create the brand value, I think, I believe uh, we're able to do that. Understand. Understand. Do you think that um, because your aim is to have every household, have every person have at least one Oxwhite, do you think in the future you will, you will move beyond shirts and apparel? Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. Uh, that's why we call ourselves a lifestyle brand. I, okay. I don't call ourselves an apparel brand. So mm. that, that's the reason why I'm hesitant to open a retail store now. Mm. But <laughs> if I open a retail store, if it looks like an apparel company, then forever people will chop me as the apparel, apparel company. company. So, so going forward, uh, we are experiencing some, some, some other new products that, that can... can uh, incorporate into this lifestyle brand and hopefully if we have retail store then uh, it will give people a fresh new concept understand of what the brand is all about understand yes are you able to share what, what some of these new products or hush hush uh, for now it's, it's, it's still work in progress okay, understand. Okay. Still, but then it will be a, a, a retail that that uh, not only people come and buy mm. but a brand a, a place that people can reach uh, experience our products and also a, a place where can we can collect database. We know who comes by what and try what preferences. Mm. Yes, yes. Okay. I, I just realized some of the most more important questions yeah. I forgot to ask, especially at the moment. So when you started Oxfight and you know there were only five factories in the world that could make this Supima, yeah. <laughs> cotton Supima, right? Mm. What do you have to do to actually convince them? Can you tell us the story? <laughs> Virtually, do you have to bag, <laughs> me, steal, hold a gun to the yeah, head? I think, <laughs> I think, I think uh, what won us over is our sincerity. Okay. And also, I think, manners. Okay. Yeah, like, I know we have a lunches now. Yeah. So, um, table manners are important for wow. especially elderly. Mm. Uh, that's why one people say, you know, uh, they, they could have just one dinner with you or one lunch with you, they know where they want to do business with you. Mm. Uh, yeah. So like when we was over in, in Bandung factory, mm. uh, through a friend connection, okay. uh, we were able to meet the factory owner, okay. the wife, the family. Oh. So, um, okay. they Because it's through connection, they will come and see us anyway. I see. So we have a dinner. And then on the first dinner, they, they, they were quite impressed with initial of the plan. Okay. Then they invite us, why don't you come to the factory tomorrow? Let me introduce my factory manager. I see. Then we saw that, okay, there, there, there's a light in the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And then we, we give a full presentation on, on what we can potentially do, mm. uh, what, what is the market niche uh, that, that we're able to capture. Mm. Uh, and then they say, okay, I give you a small, uh, you know, I will get my factory to support you okay. on, a, on, a, on a small production. I see. Usually I don't give to others. Okay. I think that is a chance that we grab. I see, I see. And um, I mean, you were saying that you easily need two containers, means half a million or a million each, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you started, I'm pretty sure when that that cash flow actually went out, were you actually like, were you scared whether you could sell? No, the, the first order was, first few orders were all on pre-order. Pre-order, okay. Yeah, so in yeah, a way take that, care of it. the demand was there already. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the matter of how we do the marketing and get people pre-order right i see i see i see because, okay yeah. okay and what are the things uh, what are the kpis you look at uh, for oxford <clears> today is it growing market share or more production costs or some things are already on autopilot meaning to say my manufacturing product cost is already there i can't really mm. optimize anymore mm. and then uh, now i focus more on you know just growing mind share growing market share or uh 
optimizing my e-commerce? What 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 are the things that you think that you progress from the beginning all the way until where you are and where you mm. want to go? Your your headaches are virtually lah. Mm. I think the core now is the, I would say the, the e-commerce part of it mm. because the cost of of acquiring customers online ever increasing mm. uh, at even at a faster rate than than we anticipated. I see. So for example, if we accounted fifteen percent for our marketing cost, mm. uh, but if you don't improve our content, don't improve the way we do marketing, mm. maybe the cost ratio up to 25 to 35. I see. So then the whole business model will no longer feasible. I see. Right? And then it will be so high high cost, customer might as well buy from retail. I see. Right? So so with this ever, ever changing landscape in terms of e-commerce, the social commerce, mm. uh, we try the best what we can do without damaging the brand. Of course, like when it comes to e-commerce, we have live channel, we have all these different channels we can try. Uh, but then, uh, for what we do, we stick to what we're good at. Mm. In the meantime, we're exploring the new channel. Understand. Mm. Understand. So am I right to say that in a way, your production, your operations and all that, once you've get, gotten your contract manufacturers, mm. once you've gotten your supply chain and logistics in the initial beginning stage, there's not much you can tweak or optimize anymore. Is yeah, it? yeah. More so on quality control. I see. Yes, not so much on the price. I see. Because... I see. Um, the f- the price from one factory to another is is fairly competitive. Mm, mm, yeah, fairly. Mm. It's, it's really comes down to the material that you choose, the workmanship, I see. and 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 of course the delivery. Delivery. Yeah. 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 And and how good the working relationship is like. Understand. Yeah. Understand. Of course, uh, <clears throat> the more preferred one is is the the factory then give us more support. Mm. Uh, for example, lower minimum quantity mm. per size per per color mm. or or, or can give us some credits in terms of uh, uh, no need to pay so much in deposit when we, we start the production. Oh, understand. Yeah. And and usually, uh, what kind of credit terms are, are, are these guys, especially the big ones, what kind of credit terms do they actually offer and extend to you? Zero. So it's cash upfront? Uh, deposit and then full payment before delivery. So the moment it <coughs> is fitted into the container, you before have- Before that. Wow. Yeah. So a week do, before lah. So do you actually send someone from your site to actually inspect and uh before production, uh before pre-COVID, yes. Ah yeah. So now how how do you how do you we don't? So uh, it's purely we, based on mutual trust uh, and respect. Mutual trust la. and shipping samples. I see. Yeah. So they'll ship so, some sample uh, right? Yeah, and then we approved and then only load to container. I see. So I see. so during this this pandemic um uh, time, I mean uh that's why sourcing new suppliers was really pain. I understand. We are not able to visit the factory, talk to the owner directly. I see. Uh, to know how it works. So there are certain risks. That's why uh, new product launch within these two years, not much. I understand. Yeah, I understand. We, we just try to work with the same the ecosystem we have mm-hmm. or through recommendation. I see. That yeah. means a friend who is within the industry recommend. Yeah. But now with you know the logistics uh, headaches, right? All these po- containers, not having enough containers. Mm-hmm. Did, did it actually impact your cost of shipping and all that? Yes, it impact everybody. I see. Yeah. The first round was the impact cost of raising cost of cotton. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then now with container cost. So it's double impact. Wow. Yes. And then usually the raw material cost is actually... So help me correct if my assumption is wrong. Uh. When you place a, a, a order with, let's just say, your Bandung factory, you agree to a unit price. Mm-hmm. But if let's just say prices of cotton spike and you insist that you use Supima White, right? 
Mm. Who bears the risk? You or uh, them? Usually when to lock in the order, okay. uh, they will use the same day to lock in the order as well. Oh, so, so they so, will order the same, okay. Yeah, yeah. they will quote you the latest price. Ah. So for example, uh, if you want to place the order six months from now, okay. they will not able to quote you. They only can quote you today price based on today's cotton price, wow. but then they might change later. So your purchase price in would different from time to time. I see. Especially these two years. Have you had the incident where Let's just say they place the, the order of the raw material on the same day that you ordered, mm. but then somehow or other their supplier midway through the contract said we can't deliver this amount and then touch wood so far okay okay <laughs> right. but we have we have incident whereby the manufacturers they actually lost money on some of these orders because uh, some prices has increased along the way I see yeah. other than cotton nah. yeah for example <clears throat> some some of the material uh, no some of the shirts we order is for six months. So they only order the first three months material. Ooh. They haven't ordered the second half three months. I see. But then this this is a risk that, that they, they manage. Up, there's a price differential yeah, yeah. in those Because they also don't want to tie down their, their cash. On I see. Or, yeah. Because if you buy too much inventory, it's you know, it's it's it takes a burden on the cash flow. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. And um very interesting that you brought up that today customer acquisition costs has increased. But at the same time, I want to come from another angle. If you look back at your days where you know you're talking about your bookstore and you had the mm. barcode and everything, mm. right? In terms of e-commerce solutions provided by third-party people, like you know, we were talking about some communication software, email marketing. Do you think cost on that end has actually come down from the days that you know you were running your bookstore and then running today to running Oxwide? I think uh, the cost of running yeah you know all those software okay. because last time you probably if you want to have your own last time we don't have a CIM software John yeah exactly yeah right. we don't send out newsletter often uh, we don't okay yeah yeah. I think the communication with customers the CRM side of it mm. uh, is lesser back then okay uh, they are of course you are looking at Cisco software or, yeah, or SAP base. or yeah. those two, right uh, they are not so much to B2C customers. Correct, correct, right? correct. Uh, but today we're able to to run a lot of uh, customer cloud. relationship management based on cloud. Okay. Uh, different platform from, from email to uh, website to even the WhatsApp, mm. uh, SMS. Mm, 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 yeah, mm. all this are able to, to, we can do it. Yeah, because I was hoping to tease up because it is uh, my opinion that I think today with uh, software as a service, it is actually bringing the barriers lower for an entrepreneur yeah. to start. But then you need to know how to use it. Uh -huh. uh, yep. because, and I, I wouldn't say it will cost less. I think eventually uh, there are certain percentage of budget it go, goes into that as well. I see. Let's say it, it might cost you less to send out by WhatsApp messaging, but mm. to create a good content, for you to send out, you need a copywriter, you need a ah, photographer. Yeah, then, yes, yes, yes. And, and that add up the cost as well. Understand, yeah. understand, understand. No, send a newsletter is, 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 is cost efficient, yeah. but then you want to do a, a good newsletter that people will have a high through, uh, high click rate, yeah. it's, then it's expensive. Understand. You look at you, you have so many people behind to work on that. Understand. No, and, and what's interesting, you remember MJ, he was sharing over lunch that they have their own content team. Yeah. For an apparel company, you know. So actually that's very yeah. interesting because we chat with a lot of Malaysian business people and they see marketing as a, a good to have a by yes. the way. But yes. you seem to think that it's the opposite. It's actually 
a very core pillar. What would you say to some of these entrepreneurs who don't think the same way you do and how would you, would you encourage them to change their minds a bit? Yeah. Uh, I always say we are at different platform, mm. uh, different channel, how we sell our products, right? Mm, mm. Uh, for some people, they already found the channel mm. and it's making money channel. Like mm. imagine today, uh, before I do today, I make lots of money and you will tell me other thing, ask me to open retail. I were quite receptive, mm. right? Uh, for them, they especially all timers, they found a way already. Mm. They are making money. They are happy. Why, why do I do something different? Don't rock the boat. Yeah, don't rock the boat. And 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 hide this contenting. What is that? Yeah, because the the best is they don't have no one. They, they don't have someone to 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 advise them. Mm. Uh, not often uh, uh, someone at. At, at at fifty or sixty or seventy years, so this kind of apparel owner or or brand owner, they 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 know detail, mm. right? Uh, because when we look at content, uh, it's very subcategory already of, of your hiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very niche, very field. niche, very niche. Yeah. And and how do you get your team, your content team, mm. to actually uh, get inspiration for ideas? I mean, I mean for us stocks, this. There's news happening every day. There's technology. I know some, like uh, some of the channels that I really admire, they are tech. So tech, you know, everything that's new. So for a lifestyle company, what, how do you, does your content team draw inspiration? I'm really just very curious. From other apparel company or other fashion company. I see. Uh, happen throughout, throughout the world. Yeah. Uh, especially in US, uh-huh. uh, Australia, they are very creative in what they do. Okay, okay. Actually, the, the, the latest one I saw, which was very creative, uh, uh, you know, Mastercard actually took the took a punt at Visa. So, mm. yeah, Novak Djokovic, mm. you know, the tennis player, he was banned from uh, Australia. Australian Open. Mm. And and um, he was denied an Australian visa la, to play. La. And Mastercard came out and says, at Mastercard, we make sure we do it. <laughs> Just they're very creative, you know. It was really like yeah, <laughs> a, yeah. a, a punch shot at, at Visa because it's Australian Visa, you know. No relation at all to yeah, credit yeah. card. But it was so creative, you know. Yeah, so I, I, I'm just very curious. Okay, great. Um, With regards to what are the pain points in the textile industry and where do you think uh, the industry still lack innovation, still lack? Because I was listening to, I can't remember the name of this company. Uh, what they do is they sell, uh, let's say used clothes. Mm-hmm. We sometimes go to Carousel, sometimes go to Le Long and we try to market it off. But what this company does is it has a bag, you put all your used clothes inside and you sell. And they actually had to parade it on mannequins and operationalize quite a lot of things. So what they found was that a lot of textile manufacturers, uh, contractors, they actually don't don't have a very complete manufacturing or or industry 4.0 kind of inventory management. Mm -hmm. Is that something you see from your contract manufacturers as well? I think it depends on the grades. Like uh, those that uh, manufacture for big international brands, They have very good system in place. Okay. Uh, uh, only I think it's a small and medium factory. I see. That they don't have. I yes, see. Yes, yes. And do you normally, uh, those small and medium ones, do you normally uh, still engage them even though they don't have this kind of inventory management? For- yeah, it depends uh, what grades of the product are made. Mm. Uh, not all products that are made from 
uh, for Oxway are made in in big international factory. Mm, so mm. some of the products like our crew neck T-shirt are still made locally here in Malaysia. I see. And and they 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 do not have uh, I see. whatever. I see. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of of, of very experienced auntie. They they do mm. all the uh, cutting. Probably and book bookkeeping everything manually yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. Yeah. But does it impact your kind of like your supply chain or your value chain in a way uh, because of this? Because so far, okay. So, so far, because our volume is still very small compared mm. internationally. Mm. Uh, they are in about 100 person factory. I see. Yeah. I see, I but see. then but if if then, for example, you you scale up to, to make requirement of the Uniqlo, mm. then, then they were not able to make. Yeah. 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 I heard but, this rumor about Ramatex having 20,000 employees. Is that correct? Uh? Something like that, yeah. Yes. Because the factory that I uh, we engage uh, in Bandung, they also have twenty thousand factory. <laughs> twenty thousand, man. That's so army right there. Uh, a, spread yeah. over three three factory. Wow, you were uh, saying Titi only has what five thousand, ma? So you are mm. having four Titis, ah? Uh, yeah, way, yeah, It's yeah, the factory yeah. alone, uh. Wow, it's insane, uh. And it's still very labor intensive, especially textile, mm. right? Do you think there's a point where? it can reach better op- uh, automation for fact- uh, uh, for textile? And if yes, why? If not, why? Well, John, this one I would not able to answer uh, because I, I don't involve so much in manufacturing process. I see. I think uh, for Oxfam at this stage is we, we try our best to, to make sure we're able to buy better quality material, mm. find a good factory that can cut and sew them okay. and make it affordable for our customers. I see. Yeah, I see. Because a lot of good materials uh, only, only big international brands that buys them and sells them, and they will become even more expensive mm. uh, through their retail markup. I so, see. so I think for for this point, uh, in terms of fabric uh, reno, uh, innovation and what they are there already. Understand. Like like you you want something good quality, something has a lot of innovation. For example, Lululemon. Ah yes. But then at the price point that. It's our reach of most people. Correct, correct, right? correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially Lululemon is like what? Easily two, three hundred per apparel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe today, uh what keeps you up at night for Oxford? What what is your biggest pain point that you constantly trying to solve? Right? Yeah, also to that, <laughs> I mean you've run, been running Oxford for I think coming up to five years already, right? Uh, three but and a half years. Three, three and a half. Uh, what, what has been the toughest moment? So yeah. I think it's the both questions are pretty linked. Yeah. I think is go back to, to problem solving. Okay. Yeah, able to, to uh, for this quarter, you have cash crunch and then for next quarter, you oh, have supplier it's issue. it's It's not the same. Yeah, it's I not see. the same. I yeah, see. Yeah. Now, I see. now I have money, I have suppliers. No, I have money. And then I figured out the, the the supply chain, and then why customer don't buy? Ah, then you have to figure out. I see. <laughs> then, it's a, then it's a marketing problem. Yeah, right? yeah. I yeah. think it's a constant, John. Is is uh, it's fair to say, the past three and a half years, mm. uh, the challenge would never be the same. Understand, and and I don't think any one of us expected COVID to be. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, if we have, I think, money is tough. You know, I'm just looking for a few millions. Yeah. What about Tony of Asia looking for billions? Yeah. Even in a tougher situation. Correct, correct. Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, and then, yeah. so so I would say it's able to overcome the situation because uh, gone are the days you can plan treat in five years in advance mm, what mm, you want mm. to do, right? Uh, the retail space is ever changing. I understand. Uh, seems go to online. I see. Uh, let's say I can tell you for the past three and a half years, 
most of our ads have been spent on Facebooks. Mm, mm. But would it be effective? Like, effective for the next three and a half years mm. maybe not mm. so we are constantly looking for new channel people on on tiktok now ah. so so how are we going to monetize that right i see uh and 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 people are less on, on youtube uh, they are less on facebook mm. and how are we going to do that Understand. so Understand. people still buy i think from where they consume the media and how we position our content and and channel is important Understand. Understand. You mentioned quite a few problems, right? Which one is the toughest for you to solve, actually? During that period, yeah. Wow. Uh, I love to say it's money, but then it's not really money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Money I in think the sense for expansion or? For everything, I yeah. See. yeah, yeah. Right. Because uh, to satisfy customers, uh, they want a faster delivery. Ah. Because they want, I cannot longer do pre-orders. Okay. But then, uh, not every products I make can sell. Mm. The fact is, so if they can sell, there's a cost to us, mm. and there's also a cost to consumers. So, I really hate you know introduce a product they don't sell because mm. eventually they will add cost to consumers. Mm. You like it or not? Yeah. Right. I need to do clearance, and then then, then my next time my my CFO might tell me CK, why not you mark a little bit more so in case you know, this product don't sell, ah. you have to you have to mark down to do clearance. So I I, I will try to stay true to the to the um, the core of of swine. Understand? Yeah, yeah. Understand. I don't want to be in a cycle vicious cycle whereby. Uh, I have I have to assume that it's overproduced. Uh, then we have to do deep discount to sell them. Understand, understand. Um, I'm not kept track of your your fundings, meaning mm. uh, VC funds or PE coming mm. in. Maybe you can describe uh, even for me and MJ and also the audience. Mm. Uh, what are the VC funds or the people uh, coming in? How's it been like? Yeah, How's it been the like? fundraising? Yeah, fundraising. Uh, we only raised once uh, mm. through um, equity fund. ACF is it? Uh, ECF okay. equity uh, fundraising. Yeah. So uh, not through VC, not through PE fund. Okay. So it's to public and especially our customers. I see. So we rose uh, about uh, five millions of okay. funding, uh, in 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 two thousand nineteen. I see. Yes. And how long will five million or how? Maybe what were the KPIs you set when you brought in this five million? Is it what two x your sales or or two x your profit or two x your market uh, reach? What was the KPI you set when you brought back in? Back then, we we want to increase our market reach mm -hmm. and product offering, mm -hmm. so we use that to uh, develop the team. Some for for operation expenses, some for uh, purchase a stock, mm -hmm. and, and 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 some also to increase our market reach. I see. To, Terms of marketing spend, yeah. Have you been? Uh, you said that you've been approached uh, as partners to build a brand, whatever. Have you been approached by people who want to buy you up completely, or not? Or is that confidential information? Uh, so far, so far, we have people approaches from uh, venture capital, from okay. PE fund, but then we, I just as I mean, it's just casual conversation. I see. I just make them friends, and if they want me to keep them updated, I keep the updated the figures. Understand. But I never knock on the door. I say, hey, I need money now because. Uh, Oxford is comfortable now. It's the same that we we able to raise funds through the bank. Mm, so mm. it's still the lower cost of funding. Correct, correct. And then I think for us, with the ever changing landscape, I think it's safer for now yeah. than to to promise PC P VC or PE fund that we can grow X X amount within mm. this time frame or go listing in within this time frame. Mm. I have friends that 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 did that and. And a huge pressure on them. Understand? Uh, they don't. Know, they sometimes may even no longer enjoy running the business. Yes, yes. Imagine, 
every two weeks uh, you update updates and <laughs> yeah why, wow. why 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 and why and why and why, and why. <laughs> Yeah, and the and the banks won't won't ask for a bot seat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. banks won't. Yeah. They say you run as long as you interest yeah. in, principal in, okay, jalan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, <coughs> like uh, based on the, the the team that I built, I mm. think we are more comfortable. Uh, what we are doing this way, mm-hmm. uh, we are building customer happiness. Uh, mm. Make sure that uh, we have a high return rate. Uh, customer are giving us a raving reviews. Mm. Uh, these are more important, but intangible. Mm. Yeah, that, intangible, that, very. That, that VC and PE don't see. But then one thing is good is that uh, people indirectly talk about us. Mm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Do you guys use things like, uh, it's very popular in the West, uh, things like NPS, Net Promoter Score, because in a way it's like the tri- trifecta of customer satisfaction, shareholder and all this kind of thing. Do you guys know? <laughs> no, right? right. Okay. So, so it's more about maybe how do you measure your intangibles in a way? Is it through your like reviews? Review, yeah, reviews, yeah. We know? we have like close to two hundred thousand reviews. I see. Yeah. So for for a lot of products that you even buy a in a very popular chain store, Japanese chain store, huh. you when look at the online, um, they hardly have any yeah, reviews. Hardly, yeah, yeah. Uh, compared to Oxide, maybe one Polo T, we can have a few hundred reviews. So mm. uh, I, we believe that peer review is very important. <coughs> That's what also make the success of Airbnb and, and hotel booking yeah. as well. So we you use the same philosophy. Under philosophy, understanding into our own to help customers to buy better. Okay. So yeah. usually for your reviews, do they come organically where they just and then they're compelled to review or do you actually incentivize yeah. them or remind them to review? We remind and incentivize. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. And have you had reviews without incentivization and all that? And maybe what's the percentage of it? Like very little? Uh, in community, our Oxmark community in our Facebook, so yeah. if you can take a look, okay. uh, it's all organic, uh, okay. not incentivized and they're sharing Happy sharing their recent purchase. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, but it's within that community. La, but yes, for yes, the yes. rider reach, because what I noticed also, because uh, I, I was just sharing to, to you guys, right? I, I bought one and then I bought just many, many colors, right? Mm. Um, you're on everywhere. You're on Shopee. You're on, mm. I don't know whether you're on Lazada. I haven't checked yes, Lazada. Yes, yes. Yeah. Lazada. And at the same time, you are on your own website that you customize and build on your own. Um, do you mind sharing um, whether any platforms are doing better than the other or is it still the organic yeah. website, the own website that you built is the one driving the most traffic actually? Yeah. Uh, what you say, our own website is, is from day one to today is still, see. most sales came from that channel. But how do you drive people to that website actually? Uh, to social media advertisement. I see. Yeah. I see. I mm. see. And the Shopee's and the Lazada's are all in a way uh, complimentary, I would say. Complimentary, okay. and to reach a wider audience. Okay. Otherwise, that we were not able to target through Facebook. I see. Or to social media, for example, uh, there are people just simply like to only buy from from marketplace. I see. For the convenience of of the uh, familiarity and convenience of payment. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But in a way. If you look at the price between what you offer in a let's say a wider marketplace versus your own website, mm. would you be able to say that the margins are almost the same, or do you have to give some sort of concessions to these guys because oh it's my platform I'm big I'm shoppy and then you are, they are forcing you to compel to give them a better price is, is that happening? Uh, so far okay okay yeah because we are not the sole channel ah. but 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 if it's some brand uh, they know that. 
your 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 soul channel online soul channel is only through them then they They'll squeeze you uh, not squeeze uh, they they ask you to do more i understand yeah i understand mm-hmm. understand so in a way would it be important uh, uh okay for me to say that if you, someone were to emulate you in a way you have to build your own brand your own website and mm. everything rather than be reliant on this marketplace yeah, yeah. okay um probably do you have any questions uh, actually it's, it's more about like your your actually a couple only that, yeah. uh, more like what you can share about your figures yeah in terms of like the sales you made and then also um uh like product mix which ones are your best sellers your SKUs are yeah mm, things mm, like that mm, if, if you don't mind sharing sure sure uh, in terms of product mix to to begin with that uh, yeah. we launched from from male only now we have female we mm, have correct. children wear as well mm. so the product mix are quite quite diverse uh, uh. diverse and and we have tops and bottoms mm. you know uh, outer and inner inner mm. wear as well mm, mm. so we did quite well in both uh, male and female gentle uh, we can further work hard it's for for kids. Yeah. Ah, that is something we don't have success on for now. I see. I see. Uh, it's something still quite new. Uh, we launched about a few months ago, and we're adding collection to it. Uh, it's a, it's a category. Is is uh, we have underestimate lah. Is is yeah. Kids. Uh, to be honest, I I if you if you if the product fit product price or uh, this, I think there's a very big untapped market. Mm-hmm. But then because kids product has a very strong short life uh, short life and brand presence already. So ah. for us to to have a positioning. So uh, their the parents an- anakus the <laughs> yeah few in, few in the market yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, not not say that they are not not online purchase they're still online purchase but then they are, they already have few brands that associate with with the kids brands understand okay understand. Uh, in terms of uh, revenue we we grow quite healthily okay uh, you know last year two thousand twenty we we have amazing year yeah. two thousand twenty one. We have an amazing year, so we cannot disclose the final amount oh, yet. Course, we course. are mm. closing the account, so uh, because I'm responsible for my equity understand, uh, understand. shareholders, so yeah. I need to disclose to them first before understand. I disclose understand. to understand. Understand. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was very healthy as on target. Uh, uh, will it be okay in the sense that uh, eight figure, nine figure? Uh, in the region of of uh, uh, fifteen to twenty million range. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or last year, right? Okay, yeah, fifteen to twenty million. And in terms of margins wise, what what are the margins like actually? Yeah, we are, our margins has been slightly improved over the the time, uh, us being able to to source more, um, like like quality material mm-hmm. that that people, uh, able to perceive, then then perceive higher value and can pay more. Mm-hmm. So uh, margin close to. Uh, forty to fifty percent. Net nice. uh, gross, 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 fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. net uh, probably f- 10, 10 15 yeah. percent. Yeah. Okay. So so uh, these are something uh, we are very conscious about. Mm. Uh, when we we command too high of a margin, mm. then we are become a retail brand already. Correct. 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 Yes. Correct, yes. Correct, yes. Correct. So so we we just want to have a have margin that is healthy for us to operate healthily, mm-hmm. uh, and then able to continuous. Uh, to to uh, introduce more products. Understand right. and and in terms of SKU, how many SK, roughly how many SKUs do you have now? Wow, uh, it depends how you calculate SKU because everything uh, from from your innerwear, outerwear. How, how do you all do it? Actually? How do you all do? Well, do you if your SKU inter- is one size, one color is one SKU, then there's thousands. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. But if you terms a variety of product, each gentle has about thirty to fifty. 
wow. 30 to 50. That's quite Different a lot. products, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then just the last one. It's actually, a small for apparel brand, but, but it's large for us. I understand. Yeah. Right. No, actually, I, I, I'm not sure if it was us or, or, or maybe it was too obvious. Actually, how did the name... Ox White, yeah, yeah. I, I know why White is White, la, but yeah. uh, the, the entire... Ox is I, Oxford. Because the Oxford... The waving, cut, waving. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my guess, uh, is yeah, it yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay, Oxford okay, cut. Okay. And, yeah, and, and uh, the White. White, white. Yeah. Yeah. Ox, Oxford.com is, is, is... Domain name is 9 ringgit 90 cents. <laughs> so not? you were very... And it, can be trademarkable, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how long did it take to come out with that name with your partners? Uh, less than a day. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. because it wasn't on this name before. It was another name right. that, that that we wasn't able to trademark. So I we see. forgot the name last minute and, and came up with this name. And you did a domain uh, search to say that it's available. And then right. check with the lawyer. Uh, and then the the, wow, the, the, wow. the trademarkability is high. So then mm. we, 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 go, we went with this brand. I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, because shirts, I know this because I was very lucky. I, yeah, I yeah. attended grooming class before. So they will yeah. tell you things like, Oxford card. What are the cards as well? I don't know. Whether so many, a, so many. There is a is there a Cambridge card? <laughs> Cam White, right? Cam White, yeah. Uh, it's an Oxford pinpoint. It's a waving of the, right. the technique of the shirt. I yeah. see, mm. I see, I see. And is that the most popular weaving for shirts? Yeah, for former shirts, yes. I see. What's the second most, if you don't mind? If Twill. T-W-I-L-L. Uh, -L. Ah. Yeah. Okay. But it's a minor difference from far you can't. Right. But only if you need in England, you know, you went to uh, big brands like like Thomas Pink, right. uh, and and Charles Tweed, then they will tell you, okay, what are you looking at? You wow. know, they have this, they have that, wow. uh, different color, different. Yeah, different cufflink. Even like polo. Apparently, the the polo cuff was. I also don't. Yeah, <laughs> don't too, too complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, um, probably last few questions, and probably one of it is um. How do you build the culture at Oxford? Yeah. You you have roughly what twenty eight people now, if I'm not mistaken. And do you interview all your hires? Mm -hmm. That means do you, do you interview everyone you hire, or you leave it to your team? I interview the 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 the, the more important position. Okay. Uh, then if time allows, of course I will I will go over and see them. Okay. Mm. Okay. And uh, I don't interview everyone. I see. Um, is it a very, f do you run it like a very flat organization? Very flat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No GM, nothing. So oh, no just, GM. So, so maybe, have, what are the functions, just curious to know, what are the functions that you have? We, we have marketing, uh -huh. uh, we have logistics, uh, and then we have admin merchandising I see. team, and all our team leads. Okay. Uh, no, no managers uh, whatsoever, so everybody, it's more leaner. It's, we try to build three-layer communication. It's, it's mm. uh, something we learn from Elon Musk. So anything, feedback can be quite fast. Understand. To, to, what, what is the biggest team? Uh, what's the- Ma Marketing. Uh, marketing. Marketing. How many do you have? Uh, about 12 people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. that comprise of the uh, graphic design as well. I see. Content. I see. Okay. Um, where do you see Ox White? I know- you said it's not it's not good to you know um, plan five ten years from now. But mm. what's where do you want to see Oxwhite be in five ten years from now? Okay, I I want to see like this brand really within ASEAN region. Uh -huh. uh, that's that's one of the reason I I always you know connect to to Asia. Uh -huh. I really hope you know if things back to normal, our product can be sold in their plane, mm. and then it will be a organic growth uh, for the brand in this region because. ASEAN region was a popular route. I see. So imagine if we have amazing good product 
available in the plane mm. and and people buy as regular as their nasi lemak, <laughs> then then that we we will be you know um, it's it will be a good way to build brands, okay, uh, um, like guerrilla way, and okay. then once once you know if we reach out to Indonesia, we know open something at least people have association with. They know that this is open oh, something a brand they heard before. Understand? Yeah. Understand. So, uh, my my three to five years really, I hope that uh, if opportunity around, we have a right partner along the way. With the foundation we built today, supply chain we built today throughout this region, mm. uh, we're able to expand uh, into this country. I see. Yeah, yeah. See. But for now, Oswai is still building fundamental. What's to try to figure out what products sell, what they don't sell, mm. um, and figure out the the. The operation part, the foundation part, mm. uh, which is the most effective way to to advertise, uh, effective way to, to create content. All these are fundamentals because once we build that, uh, this can be export. Understand? Yeah, great. Um, how would someone? Uh, do Do you think that it's easily replicable what you did? If someone wants to come and compete with you, and they see all these things that you you're sharing with us now. Why do you would it do you think it's going to be easy? Do you think or it's, do you think it's going to be difficult to replicate what you just did? A lot of people try. Oh, a lot of people try. Yeah. Uh, like it's kind of similar. My thinking came because I always share anything. Yeah, you yeah. ask also I share. Yeah. So, uh, I would say uh, they would they would have some challenges like myself. Mm. Uh, we never done it through smooth selling. Yeah. Uh, we we have so many pivot along the way, you yeah. know, from selling a formal shirt. Now we have more casual wear than formal shirt. Mm. Uh, they're able to need to able to pivot. Uh, okay. They will run through the same problem: okay. money problem, team problem, okay. <laughs> supply chain problem. <laughs> same thing is, okay. is how we manage this, mm. and and then still package together. I Understand. think that is that is important. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Same problem. I same problem. Say. It will be same problem. So it boils down to then. In that case, what would be your thoughts, your opinion about what were mm. the uh, success criteria that yeah. you overcame? How would you give advice to someone starting, yeah. not necessarily an apparel yeah. company, but or, certainly or any lifestyle, any lifestyle yeah. company? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, lifestyle apologies. Yeah, yeah. any any yeah. any uh, any uh, business at all. What what are your top advice? I would say being resourceful mm. for now. Yeah, yeah, because. Uh, looking back at my experience and started at age 37 when I have two young children six six months and two years old mm. for everyone is this is a high risk yeah right uh, and then someone I don't have the experience or, or like join yourself your tech background you know coding at least you can do all this right um, uh, and all this equipment makes sense to you mm. uh, but then for someone like me don't have a prior experience I think uh, able to connect to people, understand, uh, and then put them in, and and, and make something worthy for for ourselves. Yeah, mm. uh, I'm a classic example that someone, uh, I don't know too much about. Like it comes to production of, of a shirt, I have team that does that. I see. <clears throat> I have teams that does my marketing, mm-hmm. their digital marketing. I have someone that help me to look after the finance. Mm. Someone really help me look after the 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 logistics side of it. So. I think my job is is and then customer service. So my my job is to 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 bring everybody together. You're the glue. Glue, yeah. <laughs> You're glue, the glue, yeah. and then believe in them. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think th- for me, this is my personal. Of course, everybody will have a different success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- but for me, what I did is, I, then I need to share out my 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 fruit of my labor lah. Understand. I mean, whatever one day, if so successful, all this I belong. Just not my credits. It belongs to everyone. Understand? Would you? So your kids are almost similar age to mine. Um, what advice would you give them? <laughs> yeah. If you say, okay, uh, do they know what you do? Do they, they know, know yourself shirts? Okay. Um, It's quite easy to understand. Yeah, yeah. Easier than than what we do. What we do lah, yeah. right? Yeah. Papa, you you talk talk and make money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that so funny that uh, you know my son watches a lot of YouTube, mm. and then that day because it's on my feed, right? It's on my 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 uh, home TV channel feed. Uh, it was actually uh, you know what came out on it? Squid Games, me and John. Oh, that did one. you on Squid Games? Oh. <laughs> so we had a thumbnail with uh, with Jonathan, my, uh, my okay. community manager of the Squid Games. Did he? I want to play Squid Games. I said no. <laughs> but but yeah, the social power, social media. So mm. maybe if your son, and knowing the experience that you've gone through, the hurdles you have to overcome and all that, if your son said, "Hey, did he? I want to start something on my own. I want to start mm. a business." What 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 you, you tell him? How would you? Encourage him, not discourage him. How would it be? You know, what advice of a father? I think I, I will encourage him. Mm. Yeah. So for now, just it's just like you know, I I send him to alternative school. Mm. Uh, uh, not not through standard. Um, um, I went. To, I I put him through a Steiner education. Oh, okay. So Never so very way. interesting. Uh, school is in forest. So so all this what they built was um. Uh, self confidence, mm. uh, communication skill. So from very young now, uh, even my youngest now five years old. Okay. So I think start from two or t- three years old. Uh, if you would go out and you know uh, you look asking for a restaurant first for a tissue, I would not. I raise my hand and ask the service person to pass me a tissue. I would ask my son and go and ask for the tissue. Wow! So that's how I train out the self confidence in him. Great. Uh, anything he want, and he asks. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. yeah. So, so okay. that I think that is something I instill in them since since young. At least when, what if one day they are not smart, just like me, you know? At least they can ask for help. Okay. <laughs> 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 It's too humbling, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can ask for help. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. CK, when was the? I I forgot to ask this earlier, but when was the time when after you've got. The thing somewhat planned out. When did you tell your wife, and what was her initial reaction? I'm just curious too. My wife is cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because but my wife, my mom, quite a shock lah. Oh. My mom didn't know I resigned. Uh, From your uncle lah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. They, because she was a. Uh, it was uh, your mother's side's uncle. Yeah, mother's right? side. Okay. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife was okay because me and my wife together for so long. Uh, we are the same. Uh, Classmate from oh, in prim- Canada. No, no, from from from, from primary school until wow. from six. Oh. So she know me inside out, lah. I see. Uh, yeah. I see. I see. And and when uh it, when your mother found out and then she was shocked, what was her reaction? Did she like? Oh, just uh, give me a year, lah. I try. <laughs> But that's that's the key, right? You have to do it first, resign first. That only you tell your mother, right? Okay. Very, yeah. Otherwise, if you ask your mother for opinion, she'll say no, right? No. That's why for 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 people, <laughs> I think even youngsters today want to start business. Yeah. I they can ask opinion. Mm. Uh, but from the people that have done it, have done it, or in their industry which they want to embark not or similar. From, mm, not yeah. from people outside the industry or who doesn't. That's what they think, right? Yeah. So yeah. I missed my chance for coffee. So. 
coffee empire. Maybe who knows? I mean, part of yeah. lifestyle, ma, you know. Yeah. I mean, the team Horton can still come back, ma, right? Yeah. yeah, that's when Ox Black is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, CK, I mean, of obviously there's many more, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I do not want to hold so much of your time. Maybe part Thank two, you. but more importantly, um, how can people find you? How can yeah. people know about the brand more? Well, easy, man. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the easy, brand, yeah. the most easiest. Uh, I have people reach out to me to LinkedIn, to Facebook, to Instagram. Okay. Uh, it's very easy to find. And okay. I, the best part, I reply them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did, how much time do you take to reply all of them, actually? Two hours maybe, a day? No, 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 no. One no. hour a day? Uh, maybe 15 minutes a day. So you, I mean, every single message you go through or do you have a team that filters and then some comes to you? Is it? Personal message. I, ah, personal message. Okay. Yeah, okay. But but on the oxford.com, no, we have a team of yeah, five, yeah, five like people who, yeah. who take care of it. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Uh, actually, I was a bit shocked because the, the time when we first met him, he actually announced his mobile number publicly to everyone within the I was like, oh, this yeah. is something a founder should do. <laughs> we can't do that. Ironically, you can't do that in our business because there's, uh, I share a very funny story, ZK. I, Someone reached out to me on Facebook, asked me an opinion about a stock. And then after that, I said, I don't have an opinion because I don't know the company. And then after that, it says, can I have your WhatsApp number to, to, to ask your opinions about other stocks? Yeah. I'm like, uh, sorry. <laughs> I think shirt is a lot simpler. Like, yeah, so shirt sure, maybe a lot shows. simpler. Like, so yeah, I just go yeah. buy it. Here's the but shop. But today, please. a lot of people reach out is asking entrepreneurship. Ah, okay, okay, okay. How should you do it? But I no longer have so much time for one-to-one -one coffee. I used to have. Mm. I say, come, come, let's go yam cha. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if if someone have shown me, like they have tried hard and uh, being creative mm. and try to reach me, uh. and then I will go and meet them. Understand. So yeah. they have to put in the effort, prove their value, value uh, proposition on the table only then. Uh. Yeah, because and, and the tenacity about it to keep yes, on. Yes, because you. people will ask you hey, how you started. Also, I mean, all these content are correct available so then that means they don't do the efforts then mm. I, I don't understand i think it's fair because then it commands them to respect your time because sometimes yes. people don't understand that common courtesy actually. yes 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 yeah yes, so yes, we're yes. actually very honored that you actually spend yeah almost four hours with us so oh, it's already four oh. yeah yeah okay so i hope you enjoyed the conversation yes yes, yes i do i do I yeah do. i, I John, really wanted okay. to tell your story to be honest because, yeah. thank you thank you yeah i mean since the last time we've met and all that i think mm. One sad part I find, I mean, you've been to Canada and all that, is that successful Malaysian in, uh, uh, entrepreneurs or even investors, they're very shy to share. Oh, yeah, they yeah, are. They are, yeah. They are. I mean, we've met uh, 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 someone who we consider almost a legend in the investment industry. We asked him to try to come on the podcast. He says, no. And this guy is a legend. He's like, you know, if you ask- He's a billionaire. Like he's yeah, potentially we, a billionaire. He's potentially a billionaire. Yeah, so- <laughs> They, yeah, which is a shame because I think places like US, Canada, billionaires are very happy to mm. share their thoughts. Yeah, that. that's right. Yeah, it, it's more for the audience to learn, you see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're very humble. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, because we yeah. have the same value. Lah. Yeah. Eventually. Yes, yes. Mm. And uh, so, oxfight.com. Um, I don't know whether you still have any more promos, but I can tell you yeah. this is. <laughs> testi Every day is good value. Like yeah, it's good value. I, I, I don't know whether I've written a testimonial, but you know, um, my wife just saw the fitting because she irons the shirt most of the time. She said, wow, your supima white very easy. And this is it's yeah, done, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, check it out. They're on Shopee, they're on uh, Lazada as well, but obviously the, the website will be the best. Yeah. And um, 
hopefully we get to see Oxwhite grow to a stage where you know it's almost a comparable brand to Hugo Boss. Uh. That, that's my hope for you. Uh. Yeah. I'm quite confident it will be. Uh, yeah. You know, because you use AirAsia as an example, and I think that is such a great role model because AirAsia has, for most parts, I believe, done better or uh, equal or even better than, you know, places like the US where low-cost carriers yeah. uh, arrive, your Southwest mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. So I think uh, my view is that it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. So the, the next, my, my next mission is to make sure I put something on MJ. <laughs> you already have it. It's my fault for not wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's my fault for not even unwrapping it. Yeah. Yeah. So it I was I con know. contemplating whether polo white tea or white. Because if you watch uh, our video, CK, I'm always mm. in the Suprema white. Uh, actually. Yeah. 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 But I, I lazy to carry it around most of the so, time. No, so yeah. If you, if you notice like audience today, what's the magic about Oxford? It's like we're both wearing the same shirt. Correct. But it doesn't look like we're wearing the same thing. Mm, correct. Right. So huh. that's okay. why also I always in the value of, of making something very basic, mm. timeless, mm. so that we can sell in, in thousands mm. uh, and people still think they they wear uniquely. Yes. Imagine both of us have something print on it. Yeah. And then very quickly audience can spot oh, you guys both wearing the same thing. Mm. But because of the cutting and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, I don't know whether my eyes is betraying me, but yours look, your your white is a bit less white than his, his white. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm seeing the right Maybe, thing. Maybe it's the shade or something. The recent flood that turned a bit yellowish. Clorox <laughs> 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 a bit evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, like but I don't know, am I, am I, am I seeing it rightly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Yeah, the, water, the water, the water. The water. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 okay. see. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was asking him over lunch, yeah. remember, see, uh, about the color. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I from Oxide. My what has been pristine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So CK, thank you again. Okay. Um, for the audience, if you like this kind of content, do click like, subscribe, share. Thank you. Hit the notification bell. You look up, uh, you know, CK. Look up Oxwhite uh, on his website, and I do hope to see you in the next video. Thank you, thank Bye -bye. you, MJ. Right. Thank you, John, for inviting me to the stage. Pleasure as always. Mm, and it's a long conversation. I I hope all this not got bored. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I think. Thank you so Definitely much. Okay. Yeah. No, no Thank questions. You. All right. See you. All right. See you. Bye, guys.